Welcome to Craggy Island Rugby, the Dragon Edition. Rob, we're in Newport on a quite briskly cold night. Mm. Not sort of Krasny arse cold, I'm sure, but, you know, fresh enough. I've got about six layers on, um, but it looks like a good night for a game. Yeah, it does. Dragons just starting to run out now to do their warm-up. Actually, they're rolling out. I'm not sure what that was, but anyways. <laughs> He's just doing a few stretches. Pitch doesn't look great, Alan, does it? Well, the the club at end has got an awful lot of bare patches, but the the other end looks fine. <laughs> yeah, that's just because the you know the green over there is a little bit greener, and they have painted the lines very well. But yeah, we know how badly it cut up in the Leinster match. In fairness to them, that was in part down to torrential rain. Uh, lots of uh, differing opinions of how this match will go. The bookies feel it's going to be very close, and they're slightly favouring the Dragons. I wonder about whether Connacht uh, should be favourites because the Dragons haven't really delivered any big, big performances this year. They've had a couple of narrow wins at home against like some Munster and Leinster who are very under strength for those fixtures. I think the one thing that's got everyone on alert now is probably the perfect result for Pat Lamb's uh, pre-game uh, match, pre-match talk to the players was the way the Dragons played up in Ulster and nearly got a massive win there. So I think that should. Have have conic focus and that could be the difference yeah and we do have a tendency to lose these matches after our break I know it's only been a half break but we've never won an away match after the, the break in January so hopefully we can uh kick on and do something special here tonight they're due a win over us too the Dragons in the last couple of victories uh, Connacht have done very well to win the games but you just get the feeling these games are always really tight and uh, you know maybe in the law of averages they might just edge it if it's close I think if it's close they'll edge it but I think if the night stays dry and what is close to full strength Connacht hit their traps then that's the other way of looking at it then they can really make it happen I expect a good start from Connacht as usual uh, can they turn it into points would be the big question and will their four dominance be key so yeah lots of questions it's going to be interesting we're on commentary we are indeed we do have Mr Wilkinson Raffin who is not particularly fond of Connacht um, but hopefully we won't be talking too much about him tonight yeah. um, and hopefully our goal kicking percentages will improve because they'll need to against the Dragons who have an 85% success rate yeah. uh, as against our 56% success rate so um, yeah maybe we just need to score more tries yeah see you on the answer Blade's going to try a box kick clearance. No, he says to referee, is it half time? Referee says, yes, it is. And Connick take half time. It's the Dragons 15, Connick 14 at half time. Two tries apiece. Yeah, it's a, a certainly an exciting game of rugby. There's there's plenty of action going on. There's been a few mistakes as well. Um, but it's it's uh, probably fair. You know, when you look at the, the stats throughout the game, it looks like, it, you know, Dragons certainly needed to be in the lead after the, the first 15 minutes of the game when they owned the ball. Um, Connick came back very well, scored two excellent tries, um, but made a couple of bad mistakes, which led to the Dragons getting into the lead. Connacht have turned it over if they kick it out they can finish it they're running towards the line they kick it over the, tri- the end line let's see what the decision is it's full time bonus point win for Connacht and Newport an absolute massive result they're back on top of the Pro 12 table 26 points to 21 We've uh, come away with a fantastic bonus point win here in, in Rodney Parade. The first team to do that this season. Oh, it's massive. It really feels massive. Especially when you consider Cardiff and, and the game in Kletley over here, where we came away thinking, what might have been? You know, last minute in the 22 didn't make a count Cardiff. Last minute against the Scarlets didn't hold on. They held on today. Great character, great composure. That defensive stand in the 22, one of the best moments of the entire season. Uh, the bench did it in the end, I think. 
yeah, bench made a huge difference. Once they settled into the game, they, they you know, we really got control of it. Again, we mentioned it during the commentary, um, the fact that once Connacht held onto the ball and got into any sort of field position, they scored. That's that's a sign of a very, very good side. 45 points. This, this is huge, Alan. You said it in the commentary there. Like, now we're talking top four. Let's be honest. You know, you go to somewhere like Parma, where Zebra are going to be missing their Italian internationals, and you say five points target for sure and you start thinking to yourself wow I mean 60 points most people are saying will do it for the top six they could well be at 50 uh, by 10 days time yeah be massive be massive because then it would take pressure off and let them concentrate on the European uh, adventure because you know Connacht never have won anything you know in all the years they've, they've three times they've shared the Inter-Provincial Championship but they've never won anything and Europe is becoming a real viable option now Okay, we're giving them credit for the clinical nature in their own 22 we're giving them credit for the great finish how do you reconcile the fact that they lost the kicking due that they were scrappy they made a lot of errors at times and they really put themselves in a lot of trouble in those closing stages when they could have showed a little bit more composure the fact that they're getting away with all that are we are, we, is, are the chickens going to come home to roost at some point or is this all part of the growth of this young side? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Like uh, we certainly missed Carty tonight. You know, um, McGinty did okay, but he seemed to take the ball on a little bit too much on his own. Um, Caelan Blade did quite well in the game, but you know, Pretorius was such a good scrum half again. He really dominated that position yeah. throughout the game. This is a good Dragons team, isn't it? This team. Well, it's a solid Dragons team. They they they, they don't they're not clinical enough. That's their biggest problem. They had a, too many chances to score and they didn't take it. Having said that, you know, the Connacht defending was phenomenally good. Um, you, you would worry, like, okay. You know, we didn't win a kicking duel on the field, you know, up and down the field, but they had two fantastic kickers, you know, and, and that young lad, O'Brien, was just tremendous. I thought he was, he was, you know, as good an out half as I've seen at that age. They're coming team, maybe a year or two behind where we are, and that's an amazing thing to say because 45 points, wow. Yeah, it's all looking good, Rob. All right, I'm taking over on the podcast now. Um, it's what we're an hour after after the end of this five points from Connacht I think Pat Lamb's first description of it Lindley McKenzie and welcome along to the podcast here in Newport was uh, a disappointed dressing room and if that doesn't tell you how far Connacht rugby has gone uh, come under Pat Lamb 45 points top of the table we're in February and it's a disappointed dressing room yeah, I think I actually mentioned last week or in my preview of the match that the expectation has risen considerably mm. with Connacht and I think that was demonstrated tonight by that that palpable disappointment from everybody who saw that game. You know, it just wasn't the clinical Connacht we've come to expect. There was um, the, the, the indiscipline, the, the penalties that were given away and it was just... And there may be reasons for it and that's fine but I think at the end of the day... It wasn't a great performance. Pat acknowledges that. We've come to expect better from them. But isn't that the mark of a good side, that they can perform not at their best and still have the confidence and the wherewithal to come out with a win? Yeah, we're going to hear from Pat Lamb in a second, but as well as saying that, he was looking really, really satisfied with, what, with the return he's got, considering there's been a few little bits of Bob, Bob's of problems this week. The game was a challenge. I'm sure he went through the mill watching it, but to come away and to, to think where he is right now and where his team is... Yeah, I think I think we we lacked the the clinicalness in sort of the middle third of the field. Mm-hmm. In their twenty two, when we got there, we scored every time. In our own twenty two, especially once we got within ten meters of our own line, they never really looked like scoring apart from the good break they made in the first half. And the and the other one was a was a kick, was a, a block down. So you know, you know, from that point of view, it was very good. It's just that middle third. We never really 
grasped control of the game. 24 minutes of the second half, Lindy. Myself and Alan talked about a good bit in the commentary. We're like, we hadn't been in there 22 and it just wasn't looking good around the 65th minute. Maybe the changes made a difference. Maybe just one penalty in a scrum just turned it. Well, I think it reflected the, the first half as well because for yeah. the opening opening 15 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. it, was all, it was all the Dragons and it took a full 10 minutes before Connor actually were down in their opponent's half. And I think that reflected the, the Dragons as well, that they came out fighting in the second half yeah. and and that it reflected as, as much on them as it did on Connacht. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so harsh on Connacht in the sense that yeah, you have two yeah. good, very good teams in it, and, and you yeah. have to remember, and you have to remember this was a, this was a team, this is a team that bet Leinster here and Munster, albeit without their internationals, but they still bet those two teams here in, in this pl- place. So five more away points. Yeah, first time the Dragons have given away five points in the Sports Ireland and the uh, Rodney Parade this year. Um, and, and you look at they, they played. It was a little bit like watching a play, watching us playing against a French team. They, they they take off at the early start of, of both halves, throwing the ball around, taking great lines, doing all sorts of excellent stuff, and then sort of die away. Yeah, they lacked confidence. And there was a point when we got yeah. to twenty one nineteen, right? So they're still ahead, and they suddenly looked a different team. They looked tentative, and they looked like they're thinking through every pass. Whereas you think of their try in the first half, it was a classic example of a simple attack in the 22 where someone says, no, I'm not going to take the contact, I'm going to move it on one more pass, and suddenly it opened up. That was gone from their game. And hey, do you know who that reminds me of? Lindley, maybe Connick two years ago. Yeah, no, I... Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Lindley's like, I don't know, fair enough, yeah. That's no, your I, point, I, Rob. I definitely, I definitely felt that, uh, you know, we're looking at it... Connick, I know where you're coming from. Thanks, Jerry. Take me out here. Hey, we're standing, we're standing on this brilliant... Uh, on the steps of this brilliant stand, which I've never actually been in because we're always in the old one on the far side. This is a good location for rugby. The Connick players are going back off to their post, post-match meal. Uh, wrong way, lads. Wrong this, way. This, is yeah, great, yeah. this is great radio. How about while the lads try and find a way across the pitch? We'll, uh, we'll listen to Pat Lamb. This was Pat Lamb after the game. To start where we're just saying, you know, there's a lot of talk about provincial rugby in Ireland and teams uh, maybe not being on top form. Connacht are certainly booking a trend. Top of the table again. Not sure it was the perfect display, but it's no, a massive five-pointer. Yeah, it was big. I mean, you know, we've got to remember these guys beat Munster and Leinster here and they should have won last week. Uh, for our boys to come down here and you know, and, and not play well at all. I totally agree with you. We didn't play well, and to come away with five points, for, you know, that's three on the trot now, um, is, uh, says a lot about the uh, the character of this group. Um, we've, yeah, we, we spoke about it in the change room. We were disappointed. Um, you know, we we didn't stick to some of our structures. Um, you know, a couple of loose kicks. Um, you know, uh, our, our defence in the beginning was poor. And I said to the boys, you contrast the beginning of the game and then you think about the finish of the game. I said, that's just flicking a switch mentally. Um, you know, maybe, you know, we got caught in these there was accidents on the way here. We're only 45 minutes. Uh, we got here before kickoff. So I was a little bit worried about that. But um, on the bus, when, I, when, I was, when we could see the traffic unfold, I said, boys, gave them a heads up, but just prepare mentally. It's a mental thing. Uh, so that wasn't an ideal start, and uh, possibly that 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 you know contributed to a slow start. But we scored a couple of good tries, and uh, but we allowed in some uh, for our own mistakes. So there's a bit to work on. But you know, again, 
pretty. Uh, it's it's not a bad effort. Not a, a pretty. Not one of our best performances. But get five, and not, not many teams. I don't think anyone's got five points down. Rodney Parade is a hard place to win, let alone get uh, bonus point two. I think the conversion rate must be close enough to about eighty-five percent, ninety percent into twenty-two in possession. It was pretty impressive today. Four tries from it. Yeah, it was, and it's something we've worked on. We we talked about uh, just the whole mindset of training. You know, we. You know, I was disappointed, uh, you know, the run of losses we had and, and you know, I, I, I talk to you guys quite often about the amount of chances we created and we were losing these close games and um, we, we put a real message around being ruthless and being, and, and when we, every time we reviewed, it was only one or two guys not quite getting their job and we said, well, there's a try we missed, there's a try we missed and there's a try we missed there. So, um, you know, we, we put a bit more pressure at training about nailing these opportunities and I think the, since we did all that and changed our mindset, it's certainly the last three games. Uh, you know, we've uh, in, in not not perfect conditions to go out and, and get bonus points uh, wins has been uh, impressive from the fullest. If you take trips to Wales this year, Cardiff last minute in the 22, it didn't happen. Scarlet's last minute lost to a penalty. Do you feel this could be a turning point that you dug in and hung on after making a few mistakes to let them into that 22? Yeah, it is. I mean, we look at that Cardiff game and that Scarlet's game and the Glasgow game and. You know, and, and the Ulster game, and you know, we, we think gee, we, we could be on the table, um, and uh, but that's kept the belief because we're focused on uh, we're focused on the uh, the things that are in our control, and the um, and the boys that gives them confidence that when we're not being beaten up, we're 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 killing ourselves, and, and so we've really put that emphasis at training, and um, so you know we've got a, a a good turnaround now, rest, and then we'll get into Zebra next week, which is a big one away in Palmer. One final thought. You, you mentioned disappointment in that dressing room, and you've mentioned yeah. a confidence booster. Can you give me your overall kind of what's your what's your gut feeling right now? Um, probably that game reflected our season. You know that we did some really good stuff, and there's some things that we haven't done quite well. Uh, but the adversity and the problem solving out there, and the uh, closing out a game. Um, you know, it's when you consider uh, you know some of the players that, uh, that 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 are missing and the changes and the uh, some of the young guys there. Uh, there was quite a mixture of a whole season in there, and uh, and then probably the outcome is where you know with the five points like that, and then that's where we are at the moment. You know, sitting at the top there, we only, we know the games are coming, so but all we can control is make sure we get our job done. Boss got badly delayed. I think there was a couple of accidents on the motorway. Can I go back to Russia again? And can I talk about disruptions? Louise Creedon came into the media room a little bit out of breath because she was trying to chase up the stairs and get things organised because it was only 14 minutes to go to kick-off. But at the same time, there was a sense of calmness about what she was doing, just like there was with the Connick team. I watched Tom McCartney walk out on the pitch. This is only 40 minutes before a rugby match. They were on the bus for 50 minutes, about a nine-mile journey, and they're composed. Is this all part of the whole deal with adversity, all that kind of stuff? I'm sure it's part of it. I mean... They were, they were slow out of the traps, I know, so maybe it isn't. <laughs> but, well, you know, when you think about three three days stuck in an airport in, in, in Russia, you know, 50 minutes on a bus, you know, probably isn't too bad for them. And you, the, But you have, to, you have to look at Pat Lamb himself. Yeah. I mean, we all know Pat Lamb can obviously get, he, you know, he's a player and he's got a reputation as being a very fiery character. And, and, mm. but, but as a manager... And, and, I, and I, I saw it in, in, in Russia and Siberia when, when things went belly up and the delays and delay after delay, Pat was the calmest, most well-organised leader um, that I'd seen. He was, he was an example of calmness, just took control, no fuss, no bother. And I think that's probably reflected in the squad. All right, speaking of 
coaches who are trying to develop an ethos in the culture. Lynn Jones was speaking afterwards. And the reason why we're going to play play this is, you know, he had a lot of interesting things to say about Connacht, which is uh, good. A couple of good questions. Here we go. Yeah, I just thought, uh, you know, we get the most out of our players. We've gone to a very good side. Yeah. You know, the air count with them is, 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 is pretty low and the morning game is outstanding. They're very accurate in everything they do and you know, I can't be critical on our players because we got the most out of them. I think that um, you know, losing Mayer and Amos and Stankovic before the game and Toby after 10 doesn't help <laughs> when you're already on your backside with, uh, with injuries, so... You know what? You've got to give credit to to the players then. And Mathalangas was outstanding when he came on at ten. Showed a lots of uh, of potential. But um, you know, it bring an intensity to the game, and we lost two lineups and a bounce, a couple of penalties, and the um, driving malls and fair play to them. They, you know, I think they got five chances to score. And they took four of them. Yeah. You know, and um, okay, so all we're doing. We're getting the best out of our players at the moment. Um, Chris and uh, what kind of they're demonstrating is that. There's, there's hope for us because you know, they've, they've entered in a similar plan they've invested into their uh, youth and uh, they've made some very good overseas signings and you know they're, they're being drilled at the moment and getting things right and they're confident now and um, it's, it's, it just gives up that there's, there's uh, something on the corner for us Here's the Dragons captain Reinhard Landman who uh, also had a few things good things to say about Connacht afterwards he even labelled us title contenders. Yeah, they're not um, they're on the top of the table for a reason. I mean, they got how many tries to score? Three or four? They use every opportunity they had. And, and it's like I said, that's why they're on top of the table. I think we played well. But they just played a little bit better Indeed. And then on the night. When we got down there and we threw the ball around, I mean, there was good hands from the forwards again here with Ashton's, Ashton's try. Um, and I think before tonight we only leaked three, three league tries over the end Rodney Parade so we pride ourselves on our defence as well the last three games was, was, that went quite well but uh, they played real well they got a few game breakers and I think their bench um, made a big impact when they came on they just took it away from us at the end Seems a theme of the night everyone's saying I've got to learn from Connor keep that, that is almost the blueprint of what you're trying to trying to achieve here Yeah um, obviously they got the full package they got Bundy out here that's a big playmaker for him at the back the scrum off that came on he's quite Around the rocks, he keeps us busy. So if you can get that right, get uh, dominant scrum, dominant drive going. As soon as um, you bite everybody into the mall, we saw that with their second try. I think we would narrow, boom, sent sent it to the wings, and they scored on the left hand corner. So they got a good mix going there. Uh, good New Zealand coach, you can see that's coming through. <laughs> New Zealand flair with some Irish grunt is good. Um, they were just ruthless, weren't they? Um, in terms of what they chances they had, they. Uh... Yeah, but like I said, that's what a top team does. If they get three opportunities, they use three opportunities, and uh, that's why they they're title contenders at this stage. Landman making interesting points as well around the talent that Connacht are able to get in in Bundiaki, and then what they're able to bring around. It was great to hear him say that about Kieran Marmion too coming on and adding that extra little bit of pace as well. So just overall, a lot of respect. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't mention the land. Because Delan was monstrous when he came on. I think he stole two lineouts, took two fantastic balls. Seemed to be going an extra two feet in the air every time he went up. He was absolutely phenomenal. Hit a couple of rocks that were just unbelievable. That man has really come on leaps and bounds. Being in the Irish camp has had a massive impact on that young man. It seems to have made him... The self-belief he seems to have now is just astonishing. Bench, crucial. 
very much so. Very much so. Made a, made a huge impact, I thought, yeah. when when the three of them came on, and it, it, it was almost like just the that confidence that they're exuding at the moment just translated into the team and they settled everything and and I thought they had a huge impact you know one has to feel a bit sorry for for Kieran Marmion who was on the bench last week and now has been released back to his province and I did speak to him actually earlier today um I, obviously I didn't really want to ask him how he felt mm. but yeah, he did yeah. but he did say he you know he did say that you know he's very hopeful that during the course of the six nations that he will get a shot so there is positivity there yeah good yeah, and I assume that's because um, Joe Schmidt has probably told him that because Joe is, is such a good coach. I know we can look at the team that was picked today and I have to say I'm underwhelmed um, by the... We've got to move. We're going to be, yeah, we're we're, move we're being kicked out. We're we'll being kicked out. <laughs> All right, we'll work towards the car and we'll finish this podcast as, maybe as we walk. Hi, who else did I speak to? Oh, Will Masterson. Oh, yeah. Well, the lights are switched off in the uh, Rodney Parade ground and we, we get to the car park and I pick my bag up. Here is Connex number eight, Owen Masterson, talking to me afterwards. And I just want to warn you, if you hear some bad language, that's because a Welsh fan walking down the steps from the Dragons was really annoyed about getting a pie that didn't have any meat in it. I think it was a veg pie, was it? Right, veg pie, yeah. yeah it wasn't a happy pie. chappy. So you might hear him in the background, but try and focus on Owen Masterson. Oh, Masterson, uh, you know, first and foremost, that's a massive five points for Connacht. I think everyone at home, I know from the tweets coming in, they're so psyched about it, and I'm sure you guys are too, and, that, and as a starting point anyway. Yeah, to be honest, it does feel like a big win. Obviously, this is a very difficult place to come to. Um, you saw Leinster here a few weeks ago really struggled, and then Dragons went away to Ulster and, you know, deserved to win that match. Um, so, yeah, it feels like a big win for us. You know, we, we did say we were going after the five points, but uh, to actually come and do it is a different thing altogether, so we're absolutely delighted. Yeah, it was a battle, though, and at 66 minutes, you'd barely been in there 22 in the second half there was lots to be worried about yeah look credit to Dragons they're a really good side put us under a lot of pressure but um, you know we had full confidence throughout the, uh, throughout the whole game that if we got into their half we were doing damage so it's just a matter of getting the ball uh, taking control and I thought when we got in there they packed it very well with the malls and the backs you know when it, when it was their turn to go they really you know took advantage so um, you know I think it was a great team performance yeah, that mall is, is outstanding. But the one, the part of it I want to talk about is the mall defence, which is really starting to be a real trademark of Connacht. In your own 22, five metres from your line, most situations like that is not good for the defensive team. Yeah, obviously, you know, we pride ourselves on when we get into the opposition 22, five metres out, we're going to score every time. And vice versa, when teams come to our, t- uh, our five metre line, there's no way they're going to score. That's, that's the attitude we have. And, you know, Pat's, Pat Starr at the start of the season, you know, said, you know, we've, an, we've a mentality that no team is going to score any mall tries against us. And, you know, Jimmy's uh, taken over. Over, um, you know, I had a I've talked about having a rootless, cutthroat kind of mentality, and uh, you know, every time we get out, you know, we say, "Lads, Maldi, let's bar up here," and they're not getting through. And I think you've seen that in games like Leinster; they had so many entries against us, they didn't score. Brief, you know, big mall inside in France didn't score against us. You know, Scarlets never got a chance against us, and uh, tonight Dragons had plenty of cracks and didn't get anything against us. You know, it's something we pride ourselves on. We, you know, we haven't got it right all all this season. You know, the teams have got over against us, so you know, it's hard to be uh, hard to keep everyone out. But uh, I think the last few games we've been doing a good job. You're going to take this confidence with you now to Parma, surely, like after 10 points from two games? Yeah, obviously we're in a good run of form at the moment. Mm. We had that had that blip, um, but obviously got the five points against NSI, five points against Scarlets, and five points here again tonight. So, um, you know, we're feeling confident. We feel we're playing reasonably good rugby. It wasn't, wasn't perfect there tonight, but I felt mm. in attack we looked good. Uh, defensively, we have a few things to sort out, but um, overall I think, you know, confidence is high. You know, the... You know, the 
camaraderie among the lads, you know, about if a, if a ball goes down, if a mistake happens, you know, everyone's picking each other up. So it's a nice environment at the moment and we're looking forward to the next game. One thing I don't notice this season is when you come close to losing games, there's no sense of relief. You, you have kind of almost a sense of like, yeah, well, we, we did enough to win that game. Is that fair to say? You're, you're not necessarily kind of going, phew, we got away with that. Like. Yeah, I think, you know, our attitude approaching games is, you know, we're c- coming here to win and then mm. when we do win, it's not like, oh, thank God that's over. You know, it's, yeah. it's job done. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I think... I think we're in a good frame. It's a good frame of mind. Keep it going. Thank you very much. All right, that was Owen Masterson. This is us almost signing off. Um, I got a drive to Slough tonight. I got to drop you guys off in the hotel in Bristol. I'm not moaning. I'm not moaning. I'm driving to Paris to watch Ireland and France. You were just yeah. That's very exciting. I'd love to be going to Paris. Can I come with you? Yeah. Well, there's there's actually an extra ticket for Alan Deegan on the uh, on the Eurotunnel just because it was a deal. But Alan's flying back. So, no. No, he can't. Can't change names? No, he can't. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because you don't so want me. (laughs) Well, that's not true. (laughs) I actually have a free ticket for the party. I'd have to sell that. It'd be harder to sell with the team he selected. Well, it depends. Well, the French might go. It's a a very solid team he's picked. You know, it's a very... You know, it's just not... It's a little bit conservative. Yeah, it's not the most exciting team. But, you know, you have to, you know, people weren't overly excited last week and he came out with an excellent result. So, you know, he'll, I'm sure he'll pull something out of the bag. I think, I think it's basically, if, Con- if uh, Ireland had won last week against Wales, he might have been a little bit more um, adventurous, possibly. Yeah. But because they didn't, they drew. He really wants to get this win. And he is looking to the players who he knows and trusts yeah. what they normally deliver and I think that's probably one of the reasons yeah I, I used the word baffling on Twitter today's selection of such a wrong word to use as you guys pointed out because it's not baffling we know what he's thinking we know his conservative mindset in this context hey so uh, after that I'm driving down towards Parma yeah I know this is mental but hey it's a road trip and it's going to be epic and uh, whoa, five points possibly on the board on Saturday week to be targeted again Lindley well hopefully yeah. uh, I can't think of we've never been lost to Zebra, nope. never lost, never, never lost, lost to Zebra never. as well. Yeah. Nope. Um, now, they're, obviously, they're an improving side, very much, yeah. very yeah. much so this season. Um, they have been affected by the Six Nations, and I think they have a couple of young fellas, mm. even from the academy and from the clubs around, uh, yeah. that are playing against Leinster uh, yeah, this, this weekend. Time, this time tomorrow, yeah. This, this, yeah. this weekend, so it, it looks like it could be, um, you know, a it's a real opportunity, isn't it? Just keep it going. It's a real opportunity for Connacht. I'd be very disappointed if they didn't come away from Zebra. Are you starting after this now? Are you starting to think about things a little bit differently, Alan? Like, I mean, you know, we've kept counting up the wins and counting up the points, but is it starting to change almost like Leicester City-esque? Connacht are in a kind of a position where they're going to start thinking about top four. How do we, establish, how do we stay there, No. Then he's jumping in. No, that no, makes a just, change. No, no, no. I just don't want to think about top four. I, I really, I really want to. I really want to think about just qualifying. I yeah. just don't want to get. I, I don't want to get too carried away and set the bar so high. Yeah. I just think. I still think. You know, top six is 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 the aim. Yeah. If we can, if we can guarantee top six, and then go to give us a free shot at Europe. You know, where you can go for it in Europe because we've guaranteed our top six spot. That'd be pretty amazing, really. Yeah. Small steps, minimal, small steps. Okay, okay, I was just getting a bit carried. So uh, the only problem is there are some injuries, there are some concerns. Obviously, you know, getting the three lads back tonight from the Irish camp helped the bench, but Jack Carney's injury, bizarre to start with. Yeah, do we do any more detail? Because like I said, one to three months, it makes a huge difference. Well, I think think the thing about that, that is a totally unknown. Um, He's coming home, I think, this week. He's still in hospital. um, But he will be home later on in the week. But... 
I was talking to uh, Robin Davy, the, the, one of the Welsh journalists, and we were talking about Jack Catty, and he actually was using the example of a person he knew who was um, a, a cyclist. Right. Who came... They, that's an injury that happens a lot. Yeah. With cycling, who, yes, yeah. who came hurtling, hurtling down a hill and went straight into a bollard, ruptured his, his spleen, and he was back riding five days later, well, having had it removed. Okay. Yeah. So... The thing about it is I think Pat was quite... Uh, at, the, at the press conference, he, he said one to three months. It yeah. is a bit of an unknown. Yeah. He'll be guided by the medical team. So I really don't know if anyone is... And, and, and they won't on, know until he comes back anyway. Yeah, it depends on the quality of the surgery. How big a how big a as an incision did they have to make to get the the thing out and that, that's that's well, a lot of it. Aren't we looking at this uh, this season now in blocks of games again? And this block is three more games, and then there's a two week break before Leinster. So I think all of us would be delighted if Jack Hardy was back by the time you get out of that and yeah. into the into the interprovincial battles that's coming around the corner. Yeah, very much so. I think that's that's what we need to be looking at. But as as Lindy says, it's it's such an unknown. Hey, freak accident. Let's hope Jack's okay. That's the main thing. Look, uh, it's only sport. Get well soon. Get yeah, well soon exactly. if he if he is listening to us. Um, but that's it. Ross, uh, okay, so uh, on the on the motorway to Bristol, bon voyage, I know, and then uh, travel lodge in Slough, or as uh, Mark Thomas wanted people to call it once, Lower Windsor. <laughs> That'd be funny. Do you get it? No? Okay. Anyway, I'm here all week. Yeah, exactly. We're not. Oh, Donald's here. He's been carrying the bag. You you all know him as Swift for Prez. He has refused to uh, partake in the podcast. Let's just see if he'll say anything. No. <laughs> Fantastic. But he is a big fan. And uh, thanks for that. Cheers, Donald. That's it from us. I don't have any other audio for you. Oh, maybe maybe if we can dig out some of the commentary from the game. Let's play out this week with the last couple of minutes. And I promise, folks, for those of you who did listen to commentary, no more spoon metaphors. But do you know what I was trying to say? You throw a spoon into the sink yeah. when you're really annoyed because you're making a cup of tea and... No? Am I seriously the... I'm the only one. Blade's going to try a box kick clearance. No, he says to referee, is it half-time? Referee says, yes, it is. And Connick take half-time. It's the Dragons 15, Connick 14 at half-time. Two tries apiece. Yeah, it's a, a certainly an exciting game of rugby. There's, there's plenty of action going on. There's been a few mistakes as well. Um, but it's it's uh, probably fair, you know, when you look at the, the stats throughout the game, it looks like, it, you know, Dragons certainly needed to be in the lead after the, the first 15 minutes of the game when they owned the ball. Um, Connick came back very well, scored two excellent tries, um, but made a couple of bad mistakes which led to the Dragons getting into the lead.